Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always scouring the globe, looking for entrepreneurs, successful leaders, changing the face, changing the world. So today we have we're going to have a really interesting discussion Um from a serial entrepreneur, author, and keynote speaker, and future podcaster. And he's the founder and CEO of mattshelp.com, who helps entrepreneurs build their businesses and advance their leadership. So today is going to be talking all about leadership, building a business, marketing. And we'll talk about uh, Matt's newest book, uh, Painted Baby, which um, will be uh, released uh, in this year. And so with that, Matt, welcome to the show. Chris, what's up? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here with you and, and the audience. Yeah, I know uh, we had um, connected through Podmatch, and it's kind of like the Airbnb or the Tinder for, <laughs> for Tinder. Podcast. Man, we swiped we swiped each other, huh? And we, yeah. we hooked up here and connected. Yeah, exactly. So I think Tinder is better of a marketing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, tell us more about uh, you. You know, you your journey how you got started and we'll go from there. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I grew up in New Jersey and uh, lived there till I was 10 years old, got in a lot of trouble growing up. I didn't really fit into this the sit down, shut up school system. Um, <laughs> and I got severely bullied a lot. Right. So like mm-hmm. I was, I was really scared of uh, life and school and, and I didn't have tools just to help build my identity. Right. And who I was. Mm-hmm. So uh, family moves out to Northern Colorado this is back in the 90s when uh, CDs right, were replacing uh, cassette tapes. And I asked my parents for $200 to buy a CD player, a boombox. And they're like, nope, we're not, we're not giving you money. Go, go figure it out. You get $4 a week to cut our grass. <laughs> and that, that's about a year. Come back in a year, save your money. And I said, well, how about I just go borrow the lawnmower? They're like, you know, do whatever you want. Just mow our lawn first. So I, I went around and my first business um, was just knocking on neighbor's doors at 10 years old. I'm pushing this big mower and made my $200. So I, I had this entrepreneurial go out and get it mindset and attitude, but it also you know fueled a sense of like purpose and identity and belonging for me. Uh, didn't do sports, wasn't the popular kid. You know, I had the uh, the, the headgear, the buck teeth, uh, very easy target for, for bullies. But when I got into that business space, it was my thing. So fast forward to um, college, I spent four years with a college painting company, and uh, they basically came onto campus and recruited me and some other students to teach you about how to run a residential 
house painting business. Mm. Um, learned a lot about business and I made a lot of money. I just share, it was six figures over four years. I'm 18, 19, 20. Um, I spent three times what I made, right? So just that formula, it doesn't matter how much you make at whatever age, if you spend more, it's a, it's a losing formula. So mm. I graduate college and I'm not going to stick with painting. It's it's not a sexy business. It's hot. It's in the summer. It's you know, it's, it's so unappealing, right? Never. I'm, I'm I'm too good for the painting business. Got into the mortgage business. Um, we didn't get along. I ended up working at a very conservative bank where it was you know show up, suit and tie, do what you're told. And, and just like in the school days, man, they they kicked me out. So in March of '05, mm. new bank president comes in. And he called me in and said, get all your stuff, put it in a box and you're fired, get out. Mm. And I'm literally six figures in debt, recently married, um, upside down on an over leveraged house, right? This is 05. And like, I should not have purchased a home and I, and they let me mm. and, um, yeah, drove home and walked through the door. My wife asked why are you home so early today. And uh, I told her, and then she asked what I was going to do about it. And that's how I launched my, my first official business, right? M and E painting. And just just went out and I put my head down for the rest of that year and just grinded it out. We did about a half million dollars in business and um, made a bunch of money, like made some really, really good money. And now I'm sitting here with a really poor financial formula. I don't have that mindset, but I'm like this. You can do this. And wait, I'm back in painting. This is really weird. You can actually support your family. And from there, that launched into everything else we're doing today. Yeah. Well, man, so many lessons and as entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship's like there's not it's not for the faint of heart. It's like you, it's ups and downs, a roller coaster. And so, but it's great that you know you have this experience. And um, so one, uh, well, I mean, we'll just talk kind of um, overarching is uh, you know some of the biggest challenges you faced in business and how you overcame them. You know, the first, so the first challenge, I looked at the kind of X's and O's and what was right in front of me. So I said, Hey, I've got to make $2,800 in 28 days. So there's, there's that tactical challenge. Like that is to not financially drown. Right. And there wasn't really any, any room. There's no more money. So there was, there was that. Fortunately, I had the, the experience previous with college painters. I kind of call that the JV experience right now. I'm on varsity playing, playing the real game. So there was just that knowing like, Hey, it's on the table now. Like it's not up to the bank to cut me this check every two weeks. Like it's, it's me uh, providing my wife was working part-time job, but I mean, what, what I had to pull in was to support the big, the, the big ticket items. But, you know, I was 22, 23 at the time. I mean, like I had way more hair, way less forehead. And, and I mean, you, I go knock on somebody's door. I'm knocking on a homeowner's door at a half million dollar million dollar house, 22 year old kid, like, Hey, give me $4,000 and trust me, um, was new to the business. A lot of the painters did not like that. My company popped up and showed up. We were very aggressive with how we showed up marketing wise. So there was just a lot of that pushback. There was a lot of, uh, when I went to the paint store, they, they try to start physical fights in the parking lot, which, um, I had a mentor tell me, Hey, Matt, they're not doing that to the guys that aren't successful. So, you know, what, what ended up being a struggle and a challenge and a hurdle, I'm young, I'm inexperienced, you know, these other guys are, you know, targeting us in a way, um, you know, we used those and turned, turned those around, you know, um, and it was just, it's a fragmented industry. So I think, you know, you jump into business, I wasn't thinking much further than 30 days. And then once we got our head above water, 60, 90 end of the year, 
So I think it was just taking it in some some bite-sized chunks and not letting it overwhelm me. But yeah, just a lot of pressure. Like I just I had no room to fail and I and I wasn't going to fail. There was there was uh, no other options. Yeah. yeah. I love that uh, especially young I I encourage, you know, Gen Z and Gen Alpha's coming uh, them to like do something entrepreneurial because they're young and you know, really you have nothing to lose and um and yeah. uh and it's it's a great time. You're young and you're creative. You're and you and you've got a lot of energy. So, um, you know, the other thing is when you talk about, you know, we talked about this earlier is is marketing and um, building a business. Yeah. And tell us more about um, in this day and age, what types of marketing should a new entrepreneur focus on? Yeah. So this this day and age, uh, totally different, right? We're in 2023. I, I didn't have Facebook. You know, I had my general, like my AOL email back in 2005 and what painters were doing then, right, was fighting to pay for space in the phone book, right? So you were fighting for space in the phone book. You were passing out flyers on doors and in neighborhoods. And, you know, those were the, those were the big things, but there wasn't like SEO and all of this. So what I would challenge everybody to do, obviously starting now is where where are your potential customers having conversations and engagement right residential homeowners that wanted painting they were in the phone book flipping through in 05 now they're they're face down in their TikTok, their instagram their social media whatever that is so find where the customer is and then you need to creatively interrupt their conversation mm. so uh, what i did in 05 was i you know i paid for the ad in the phone book and that got some calls but i targeted neighborhoods specifically and i knocked on doors and it was a very burn and churn grind out a numbers game i knew if i knocked a certain amount of doors um, but other people were knocking doors right so i can't have the same old pitch uh, you've got to you've got to do something creative and, and different and i would encourage entrepreneurs to do that now obviously now internet social media um, creative things to get in front of people make content that brings value to your audience and put it out there everywhere and, and just stay consistent with it yeah and in, uh I, I love this you know because uh you know listening to your story and it's just you have to get creative and you know you have a lot of you know haters and people don't you, yeah, they, yeah. They, you setbacks and you just gotta find a way to differentiate yourself and you know that's uh, i just love that type of thinking it's kind of this um always find a way and um, mm-hmm. um and then you know talking about this because you you you've translated this um and then i know you've um done a lot of um uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's touched yeah. a lot about business and leadership um you know we'll we'll talk about that before we segue into you know how you're what you're doing now with your book and everything no and, and just one thing i wanted to add because it kind of popped into my mind and then we started talking marketing is i just remember starting and they would say, you're too young, you're too inexperienced, you're too whatever, you know, your dad and your grandpappy weren't painters, you know, you're not a third generation, just wherever your listeners are, if they're leaving a, you know, the medical profession, right, they're getting ready to start in business, don't let anybody tell you that you're too much of anything or not enough of, of something when you when you decide, and you make that decision. Yeah, maybe you were a, a high-end surgeon. You just want to get out of the business to create these freedoms, and you're going to go start a junk hauling business, right? And the junk hauling guy says, "Oh, well, you're a sur- well, you're a surgeon now. You want to haul junk, and I'm gonna I'm gonna whoop your ass in three years." Like like for for real, just put your put your head down and um, remember that that attention, that hate, it's it's for good reason. You should be getting it, and when you do, um, it's you're doing the right thing. You're doing a good thing. So embrace it. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, and tell us um, some of the leadership because um, a lot of entrepreneurs I find they're very um, they're athletic and you know they do things outside you know keep their uh, mental, emotional, physical body. Yeah. In. You, tell us how you incorporate that into business and leadership. Mm-hmm. So back to the the question you asked. Um, let's see, two thousand seven. Um, I walked into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu academy thinking that I was going to go do like a boxing stand-up class. And I was a big meathead. You know, I was 200 pounds of muscle and ego and still like a lot to prove, right, uh, from getting fired and starting the business. And these guys are like wrestling around in pajamas on the mats. And I go, hey, I'm here for kickboxing. They said, that that class is over. Uh, come do jiu-jitsu. And I go, okay, looks looks easy. Like this guy threw another guy down, choked him, tapped out. I, I can go do that. So they put me with a little guy half my age, half my size. And he mauled me. He humiliated me, uh, put me under so much pressure that I, I caved, I tapped out, I, I gave up. So for, for me, um, you know, jujitsu, it's just such a great analogy, like any journey, right? A business journey, leadership journey, fatherhood journey. It starts with that first step and it's scary. It's unknown. You're literally jumping into a pool that's just over your head. Just jump in. And um, you, you kind of got to go under the water. You got to get choked. You got to uh, fig- figure it out. Um, but then it also, jujitsu really changed my perception and perspective of what actually works in a, in a physical combat engagement. But the biggest thing I would encourage you know listeners to, if it's not jujitsu, uh, do some kind of physical activity that puts you under stress and pressure where you have to create ways to handle that and uh, and push yourself. And for me, it's just been a great, it's been a great outlet. My kids do it. You know, my wife does it. We now own an academy and I uh, teach kids and families and it's been, it's been a cool journey. So I'd, I'd highly encourage it. It's just, there's so many correlations between jujitsu and leadership. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, you know, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, tech entrepreneurs and just um, a lot of the, the, like they, it's, amazing how you know jujitsu is kind of like this common bonding thing you know how they hang out together wrestle together um camaraderie um, it's a weird club sometimes from the outside they're like you guys roll around sweat on each other and stuff and give like bro hugs what is, what is all this yeah um and i know you're working on a new book um for the audience out there uh, tell us more about it's paint, painted baby and tell us more about that yeah, you know, uh, we are conditioned in just society and everywhere we go, right? Just pull up, pull up your social media and scroll through it. Everybody's perfect, amazing vacation <laughs> and holidays. And and we're taught in business. I was at least. And I think it's just a kind of a common notion. Hey, we have to paint this picture of perfection, you know, A plus reviews, shiny marketing brochure. Uh, years ago, I got forced in a sales engagement to share my worst moment. This guy would not sign my contract. He goes, I want to know about a time that you really screwed something up and what you did about it. And I said, well, do you want to hear about a time that we, that we painted a baby? And, um, I went on to share this story of a paint sprayer exploding on a job site, like literally almost kill a baby. We painted uh-huh. this baby with black semi-gloss paint uh-huh. and like, that's a bad day at the office, right? In Dr. Land, it's maybe, you know, like mark the right, mark the correct leg, you know, cut, yeah. cut the right leg off, not the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had to, and I had to face that and confront that, but I didn't want to share it with anybody because, you know, what's somebody going to think if I'm not perfect, but we're humans, we're humans serving humans. That's all business is. And, um, when he forced me to do that, he then signed the contract. I land the deal. And then I go, huh, there's something here. And it just led me on this journey of, you know, what happened there 
within that human engagement. And I created a, a framework. It's six uh, C's of brave and vulnerable storytelling. So I just take uh, take readers through why they need to consider sharing some of their dirty laundry in business and that you will actually get ahead and build deeper trust. And I don't just say that as a soundbite and, and then show the baby and like walk away. Like that's how a lot of books are. I actually break down a framework within a book to teach you how to capture and craft and communicate your painted baby story, whether, yeah. whether it's personal and that leads into business or, you know, it's just a straight, straight business things. And then I went out and interviewed some really amazing entrepreneurs that have some really wild stories that, that they've really owned and leaned into. And it's, it's defined them. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Cause, um, the most, the, the more I talk to the, you know, really like, um, you know, uh, hundreds of millions, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, people changing the world. It's amazing. Yeah. Their failures, actually, some of them are huge failures. Like they really yeah. effed up and, uh, or, you know, yeah. did see, and, and it's like, uh, the more successful you are, I think the more failures you have. So yeah, and I heard a really cool quote that a that a successful winning positive person they are you know celebrating on top of a pile of their failures and these defeated pessimistic you know nothing goes my way they're laying underneath them everybody has them right that's like are you going to learn from it and climb on top of it and use those lessons to teach other people and you know it's all about perspective but yeah like we we've screwed things up we painted the wrong house once um mm. so part of part of sharing the painted baby story is like we've we've had some we've had some mistakes you know and it te teaches you lessons and that's when a business gets to show up. Like you can say you have integrity and you're honest and whatever, but mm -hmm. if that's never tested or put on the line, then you you really can't show it. So yeah, yeah, it's all about you know um, showing everything, not just one one thing, and you know, kind of, and it allows the audience to connect with you and kind of relate to you, and they'll be like, oh, I went through that, and you know, it's possible, and you, you're also uh, you're also gonna. Um, working on a podcast as well from uh, talking to you and tell us more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I go on a lot of podcasts and I've been told for a long time, you've got to have a podcast, but I really, as I, as I'm launching the book painted baby and I have some readers that were pre-reading it launches January 31st. So just a few weeks, you know, people have been reaching out and they're like, this is such an impactful message. Like you need to do a podcast, bring in other business owners, pull out their painted baby stories and, just promote that that initiative that it's okay to 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 screw up you know so um I, I have to logistically get it planned i have a lot going on so um i briefly started a podcast years ago and it didn't get traction and, and i know where my you know pull off and uh, squirrel moments can be so yeah i'm i'm planning this year before 2023 is over we'll we'll launch it it's going to be done right it's going to be high quality we're going to have a have a great time so I'll, I'll let you know and i want you to i want you to come on it Definitely. And uh, I'd be happy to. And, um, you know, been this been a really uh, great conversation. Um, you know, we'll kind of, I like to close in um, these kind of uh, inspirational or kind of tell us about uh, business and leadership advice to your 20 year old self. Man, I would <laughs> say, um, Matt, like slow down. Uh, for, first, you're, you're good enough. You you don't have to prove anything to anybody. I, I really was working out of this sense of not, not having approval, right? So like, you're good enough. Congratulations. You've already made it so far just by starting a business. Um, things are going to take longer than you think. So just slow it down. Be patient. You're going to have a lot of steps back as you step forward. And then I would have told myself earlier, uh, people, people over profit. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. if you if you pour into people, the profits will come. I focused way too long and way too much on P and Ls and numbers, and they're important, but it was at, at the expense of certain times, uh, people and relationships and pouring into them. So I would I would say, hey, you're doing a good job. Just slow it down. Focus on the people and uh, seek help. You know, seek help from people that have been there and done that. And then when you get to a certain level, go contribute back to you know, the community that helped support you. I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, somebody pours into you, you're overflowing. You've got to go pour that into somebody else. You can't, you can't keep that all in. Yeah. There's a great saying, um, uh, you know, the more you're given, the more is expected, you know, to yeah. out and mentor and help and make impact. So, um, yeah. How can people follow you, contact you, you know, check and check out your book, get on the waiting list and, um, and yeah. uh, all your socials. So Matt, mattshalp.com. If you just go to my website, uh, I've got a sign up for free tools. So, and I do a weekly blog and I send out email. I'm actually doing a, an, an adventure, a leadership hike to Northern Spain later this year. So that's all on there. But yeah, the book, the, all the info on the book will be there. And then I do something in the morning. I'm a Spanish coffee addict. So every morning on all my social media platforms, I do something called morning coffee with Matt. It's a, just a concise life leadership business lesson in less than a minute and um it's all it's all there on the website yeah and i, yeah. I know uh, for the audience you know matt has this passion for spain be sure to check out his resources um his website uh he's all he's on linkedin youtube tiktok twitter um as well as check out his um website mattshelp.com he's got free tools there and um be sure to get on his waiting list for his book as well and uh, what a great conversation. And uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you, man. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.